0: Hello, and welcome to Not-So-Peter Priesthood Podcast. This is your host, Jake. Um, I am... This is a second episode, so hopefully you've listened to the first episode and kind of got a taste of what's going on with this podcast. Um, I am trying So <laughs> I don't have a co-host on this episode. I wanted to kind of give you guys a... A brief um introduction to the podcast and kind of to myself a little bit. If you've listened to Not So Molly Mormon podcast, um they are amazing. Sarah and Katie are great. They're the inspiration behind starting this podcast. And um I was a guest host on one of their episodes. It's actually called Not So Peter Priesthood. You can go check it out. You can um listen on any um platform, just about I think. I don't know for sure. Um, I listen on Apple Podcast, but I know they're on Sound, SoundCloud and Spotify. Um, they're also on Patreon if you want to um, contribute to their podcast. I know I'm giving them a big shout out because I love them. Anyway, um, I am just starting, so eventually maybe I'll get to that point, but I don't know for sure. Um, at this point, I'm just kind of uh doing this for me and my friends and for you listeners so um anyway a little background on me um I am I guess just to let's see eh, so I'm gonna <laughs> this might be just a little bit rambly at first um so you'll have to bear with me um so I, I just was, when I was talking to Kate, Sarah and Katie on the podcast, they had a lot of questions about the priesthood and it just got me thinking about like, oh, well, there's a lot of things that I could probably talk about. And I've been thinking about starting a podcast for a while. So here I am starting a podcast and um, the first episode was kind of a deep dive into, um, it just kind of worked out that I would be able to record with Carly and so we just decided to go ahead and do it this is the first episode so um I know it was a lot of heavy topics it's kind of what I want to do um I'm going to do episodes episodes like this where it's just me talking to you so if you want to I won't be rambling at you for an hour most of the time but um I do have some guest co-hosts um lined up already so some very exciting stuff that's coming up um, and you'll get to hear their stories and we'll also just talk about random talki- topics that have to do with the church, um, or sometimes we won't even have to do with the church. I actually, um, you know, and we'll just, it just gonna be a fun time talking among friends and talking about topics that are interesting and, um, you know, kind of trauma bonding a little bit. It's fun. It's, I think, uh, that's that's the huge thing I loved about, love about, um, uh, not so Molly Morgan podcast is how casual they are, but they're also very informative and very, um, it just feels like you're chatting with friends. So that's kind of the, the format I want to build here. Um, a little background on me. Um, I grew up in Utah. Um, I'm not going to go into too much details about a lot of stuff because some of the stuff I don't want to, you know, I'll let you listen to it on, um, Not Somali Mormon podcast, um, so you can listen to them if you haven't, um, but honestly, I don't know how you're here if you haven't listened to them, because this is technically a spin-off. I told them this was I wanted it to be kind of a spin-off, and I'm just kind of, not really necessarily writing on their coattails, but I just, like, I'm kind of, like, I just, I love their format, so that's what we're kind of going with. And um, this is kind of on the more priesthood side, where they kind of, and I'm going to talk about kind of the, the men's perspective of um, being in the church and uh, how it was for me. I know I have a very typical um, experience in the church. It's not like um, anything out of the ordinary, I don't think. Um, but maybe as I talk and discover it, maybe I'll discover some crazy shit. Um, anyway, I grew up in Utah, um, a small town town. Very very small town. And I actually looked up the population today, and it was like 400. And that was like as of 2019. So um, the larger town that I'm from, like in in Utah, Roosevelt, is a little bigger, but not much. It's probably about like 3,000. I could probably actually look that up, but I'm not going to. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to adjust some stuff here. I wasn't quite ready to... I mean, I was ready to record, but I wasn't. <laughs> so, bear with me for just a moment while I do some things. This is really professional. I I run a very professional podcast. So, um... The... Let's see. So, I um, grew up in Utah. I, was a, I remember going to church... Um, this and i remember my parents saying they hated that word and i can't remember why um they um and we i mean i was born a mormon i uh was baptized confirmed um so in the mormon church uh, for listeners who are not mormon um you were baptized when you're eight years old, and then you're confirmed, which means you are uh, you're given the gift of the Holy Ghost. And That's basically just like a blessing where you they say we confer upon you the Holy Ghost, the gift of the Holy Ghost, and that's supposed to be like a any lifelong companion with of the of the third member of the Godhead. So the you got God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost. And he's supposed to be with you. It's kind of weird if you think about it. Like, he's supposed to be with you for the rest of your life. Kind of guiding you and whatever. And it's like, how is... I don't know. I, I don't know. It just feels like a Santa Claus thing to me. Like, oh, it's the Holy Ghost telling you this and this. And, like, who actually is the Holy Ghost? Like, why... Anyway, that's some deep doctrine. But I just... um, <laughs> Like, there's no real, like... It's just the Holy Ghost. It's just this, like being that's like supposed to be whispering in your ear and giving you heart flutters and stuff when i don't i don't know that in itself always weirded me out anyway so i was confirmed uh at eight years old like normal like most um Mormon kids are and and then um let's see i it was always a quiet kid. Um, in fifth grade, that's, I kind of talked about this in the Molly Mormon episode is that, um, I started getting bullied in fifth grade because it's, that's kind of when I started feeling different. I think I always like knew that I was different. Like I always, always, I always liked to hang out with my mom and my sisters. I didn't really like to go do stuff with my dad. Like I didn't really like the boy stuff, you know, quote unquote, I liked, I liked, Barbie dolls, like, I liked, I, uh, my aunt still, like, brought that up, I'll bring that up in a minute, but, well, I'll just say it, um, so when I came out as gay, um, it was told to me later through another aunt that my one aunt was saying, well, that's what they get for, uh, letting him play with Barbie dolls as a kid, and I was like, when I heard that, I was just like, that's such a, that's such bullshit, like, um, you can't, um, you can't, tell um you can't tell sexuality by what toys somebody is playing with like sure there might be like indications you know or whatever but like that's not going to be the marker like i there's some kids on my in one of my other wards that were famous for um when the family moved into the ward they um they were speaking in church and the boys were like I don't know maybe 5 or 6 the oldest one was 5 or 6 the other one was maybe 3 or 4 and they were like up there on the stand like playing with Barbie dolls and not just like regular like they were naked Barbie dolls like they were just like playing with them up, up in front of the congregation and from from what I know those boys have not turned out gay maybe they are but maybe they've I, I know one of them is married now to a woman but we'll get into that because um just because you marry a woman does not mean you're gay as a man. So, and vice versa. Like it, just because you're a woman and you marry a man doesn't mean you're, les- doesn't mean you're not a lesbian or bisexual or, um, it has to do a lot with your, you know, your social pressure, uh, religious pressure, um, and also like accepting yourself. So I, anyway, I just keep going on tangents. So you're just going to have to bear with me. Uh, I am going to keep an eye on the time so that I'm not like rambling at you. And you're just like, what the, this guy is just talking forever by himself. And really it is kind of weird for me right now. Like I'm just kind of talking to myself, but I do that all the time anyway. So it's whatever. Um, So I was, it was around fifth grade. I was hanging out with a lot of girls. I was like, uh, I never really had, I had, I had a guy for like, friend that was a guy that was um in fourth grade and my mom was so excited that i had a friend that was a boy for some reason i remember her talking to one of my friends one of her friends about it and she was like yeah she's he's he's finally learning some like kickball and like stuff like that like i feel like anyway and i did learn kickball through that kid but like and he was jehovah's witness and um he was one of my best friends there was me and his name was Chaney. And then there's Cameron. We all, the three of us were hung out. We were really good, good friends at recess, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, but then I left, I went to a different school, um, for just one year because my, we had moved, this is a lot more detail than you really need to know. We had moved and then, um, but just up to that smaller town that's like the population of 400 and then um i went to that school because my best friend at the time Bo, was going to that school but then like shortly into the year he moved down to roosevelt <laughs> so i ended up being at that school while he was down at the other school so it was kind of kind of fucked up if you think about it it's like really you like you couldn't tell me that your family was planning on moving. I could have kept going down to that school. Anyway, I'm not bitter. Um. Anyway, but I um. I did make some good friends there. Um. Sixth grade, I was kind of a little bit, kind of just a wash. Like I didn't. I was just kind of there. Like I had. Anyway, whatever. And then. Then the real, real bullying happened seventh and eighth grade. I still have, still have issues from some of that. Even like when I would join the Navy later, some of that stuff like kept, kept coming up at me, up in my mind, you know, of like being bullied in junior high and stuff. And like, uh, just kind of had the same similar types of experiences. I wasn't bullied in the Navy, but I was, um, just, you get in the same predicaments a little bit, same, like, like locker room mentality or whatever. And so, um, I remember I got deep, pants in PE and my PE teacher did nothing about it. Um, he literally just watched these kids like taunt and be rude to me. And there was a couple other kids that they would, were really rude to, and he would just watch like it was nothing, you know, and he didn't really get involved. Um, that is something I do want to talk about a lot on this podcast is how bullying affects people and how it's, um, even as a, you know, damn near 40-year-old man now, I still deal with some of that trauma from it. Um, but in fifth grade is the first time I was called a faggot. Um, I hate that word. Um, I know some gay men take power over it. They take, um, they've taken ownership of that word. But I, for me, it still has a lot of negative connotation. So I don't say it lightly. And I. Um, when people say it in regards to me, I get very angry about it. There was a a man that I was friends with here that's um, just a few years ago that's gay also. And he was also a Mormon. Um, so we kind of, we bonded over that, but he um, he would always drop that word. And I just, I finally told him like, hey, like you can use that word to, in reference to you. In reference to whatever like do not use it in reference to me do not use it around me like please just stop that anyway he was very respectful about it so that was good anyway fast forwarding a little bit i moved to idaho when i was a junior in high school i had been kind of a shadow in up until that point when i lived in utah i was just kind of like not really i i didn't really have friends like i just kind of um, I hung out with my sisters actually during like lunch breaks and stuff, and um, I never really put myself out there. Like, but really, like I knew all those kids from you know elementary, so it was kind of hard to like change anything about myself. And like after being bullied so much, I was just kind of I was very much in my shell, and I just wanted to be left alone, you know. And so I didn't want to make waves. And um, I got up to Idaho in eleventh grade, and. It's weird to think that Idaho would be an improvement from Utah, but it was. Um, I ended up um, being kind of popular in Idaho. Um, I joined the CrossFit – (laughs) no, CrossFit. The cross-country team, and um, that's where I started, like, getting a friend group. And, like, they actually – it was kind of nice to not have, like, any judgments against me from my past, like, any – like any preconceived notions of what had happened like those embarrassing moments in my past where it was just like or you know or being bullied you know um in seventh grade I was hanging out with a kid named Tyrell that was um which not to say like you would think the name Tyrell like that he would be like a black kid not to like stereotype but like that's a very like I've met Tyrells that are black. You know, I he's the only white kid that I've met is Tyrell. There was actually a Tyrone, too, in my ward. Anyway, both very white. Tyrell was a ginger, like, super white, like, still your soul, like, um, probably burned within two seconds when he went outside, you know, like, that kind of thing. And he was, he was very effeminate. And so um, I when I became friends with him a little more, like we'd known each other, like we'd been in classes together, but like in seventh grade, we started getting like more friendly. Like we were just, I don't even know how it happened. Seventh and eighth grade, I was friends with him and um, rumors started going around that he and I were gay together. And um, I had no, like I got um, approached by it about it. And I was like, that's, it's not, no, like we're not, I don't know if he is, but I don't, like, I'm not, you know, that kind of thing. And I had never really even been told or asked, are, are you gay at that, t- you know, by that time. But then... Actually, I had, there was one of my bullies asked me, are you gay? And then he um, he said, if you, say, if you say yes, then it means no. You know, like the, the mind fuck kind of thing. And I just kept saying, no, I'm not gay. No, I'm not gay. Because I knew what he was trying to do. So, because the minute I said yes, he would say, oh, you said you're gay kind of thing. You know, as if that's the worst thing in the world. But this was back in the 90s when there was still that very much ick factor of, you know, ew, you're gay kind of thing. So... Um, anyway, uh, so I get up to Idaho. I'm, uh, pretty popular. Like, um, I made some good friends. My friend Mike, um, became one of my close friends. Uh, I was friends with him for 13 years. I will get into that. I don't know if I'll get into it in this episode. It's a long story. That might just be an episode all of itself. Um, But uh, I did talk about it a little bit on the the Molly Mormon episode. So if you um, are interested, there's tidbits about it on there. But I'm going to go into more detail about it. um, uh, Because it, anyway, that friendship kind of, uh, I don't don't know, it it changed. It became very um, polarizing for me, very... um, I don't know. It was very dramatic at times, but, um, I'll get into that later. Um, I did seminary in high school. Um, I graduated from seminary, whatever that means. Like you just, woohoo, you just memorized your scriptures, you know? And so, um, I did, uh, when I, when I was in cross country, I was friends with another Mike that um, he wanted me to go on all these double dates with him. And it sucked because I can remember he always had a girlfriend. Like, um, there was the one girl, let's see, and his one girlfriend became one of my best friends, right? And then, um, and I was, uh, I didn't have a girlfriend. So I would, he would like call me up and be like, hey, you want to go on a double date? And so I'd be like, Let me find somebody. So I'd search through the phone book to find, like... (laughs) It sounds so old right now. Um, But I would search through the phone book to find girls from my high school to be like, this is probably her. And there was this one girl, Christy, that I always called because she was kind of a backup. Like, I really liked her. She was fun. um, But she was, like, always available. And it wasn't like that that's why I called... That was why I called her. It's kind of... It sounds shitty now because I would never do this now. But, like... Um, she would, I could call her on the whim and she would, she would go, but she, I could tell she was getting irritated with it, you know, after a while. Cause like I would do it so often. And then there was my neighbor, um, Shara, who would, who had a crush on me. We did go on and go to a dance together, but I would call her every once in a while and go on dates and stuff. Um, she was, she's a sweet, sweet girl. Um, I, Anyway, I don't know why I'm bringing up all that, but like, I guess maybe just because it's like, I didn't really like, so being we're, I'm going to talk about being gay in the, in the, um, in the church with one of my co-hosts in a, in a couple episodes. Um, so I don't want to really get too much into it, but like, I didn't really know what it meant to be gay. Like I was just, I remember, um, like I would watch porn, gay porn. Like, I started watching... The thing that got me into porn was that I would watch these, like, late-night softcore porn shows that were on my parents' cable or whatever, and I would sneak downstairs and watch it on TV or whatever, and, or I'd watch a movie, you know, and it'd be on there, you know, and it was always a guy and a girl, you know, like, straight porn, you know, that's fine, but, like, um but I found that I was watching the guy more than the girl, you know, and so... And it didn't really like, I mean, it didn't really stand out to me, but I was just like, that's what was uh, catching my attention is what the guy was doing. And I didn't really care about what the girl was doing. She was actually more annoying, you know? And so, um, so when I started like with the internet, it was, internet was like becoming like just coming out. Like we had chat rooms and like, I would go, um, I went to this one chat room. Oh, (laughs) this is a funny story. Uh, Just a little side note. I would go to this, chat room that was like all byu students usually like i don't know how i found it anyway um and it wasn't aol it was something else maybe it was aol anyway you go to these chat rooms i don't know kids if you're listening um like back in the day um we didn't have cell phones that were <laughs> that had apps on them where you could just talk to people we didn't have snapchat we didn't have like instagram we didn't have facebook for sure i facebook wasn't until i was in college um we'd have chat rooms where you would get in there and you could just be anonymous. You could be, you could make up your own name and then you could basically be anybody. Like, um, and all you had to do was say like, I'm a, like people would constantly put the a slash S slash L, which means age, sex, location. And so you would put in that and then you would say like, and then if you found somebody that was like near you or something you would like hit them up you know be like hey I'm from here you know or something and so you would chat with them or even if like they were far far away and you'd be like hey I'm from here you know but really you could be anywhere like I can't remember so this is something I've never told well I've told one person and I think I don't know if she even remembers it Um, but my my oldest sister's best friend Jennifer so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is part of the story. So I was in one of these chats and I went to be Like I was like in a BYU chat, you know, kind of thing. And I was like, I'm an 18 year old female, you know, totally catfishing these guys, you know? And I was just like, and sometimes I would ch- talk as myself, you know, and there was this girl that, um i was chatting with and she was really really sweet and like uh she got really like clingy and i got mad at her then something like when a guy gets clingy with me i'm like oh that's fine that's cool but like when a girl got clingy with me i was like Ugh. and i got mad at her for some reason i can't remember what i did and she sent me a picture of herself and i was like oh man i fucked up you know i remember thinking that because she was gorgeous anyway she could have been anybody really let's be honest because of what i'm about to tell you so I put in my like stats. I was just like, I'm going to be a female, you know? So I was just like, and I started talking to this guy that was going to be by you, And he told me that he looked like Tom Cruise. And he told me that he was like, you know, the return missionary. And he told me about his mission. And we got, we talked a lot, like, um, and my name was Jordan, I don't know, anyway, I came up with this character, but I'm also a writer, so, like, that was kind of how I justified some of it, because I was, like, I'm just playing a character, you know, like, I'm just, I'm not really getting involved, you know, I'm not really hurting anybody's feelings, like, and then it started getting real, real, like, he was, like, we would be in chat rooms all the time, anyway, I don't know why I'm telling you all this, but it's funny, so, the funny part is, he wanted to call me, and I was, like, oh, shit, and he kept wanting, he kept bugging me. He's like, I really want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. And I was like, Oh um, yeah. So, so I decided I was like, I'm going to get my friend Jennifer to talk to him as me, you know? And so um, I <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, sorry. I breathed heavily in the microphone. Um I, <laughs> I had, she was over with my sister and I was like, Hey, so I told her all about it. She's like, yeah, sure. That's fine. She didn't care. She was just like, sure. I'll talk to him. And then um, and I was like, just remember your name is Jordan. And everything else is you like, just go with it. You know, like, I just, I don't know. I don't know why I did it. I don't know. I could have just been like, dude, by the way, I'm a guy. I'm actually in like, I think it was like a freshman or sophomore in high school. Anyway. So I, <laughs> but I think, Like, I got so excited about the prospect of a guy, you know, and I think that was kind of where it started. Like, I was just like, you know, like, I like the idea of talking to a guy instead of a girl, you know, and like, that was kind of where it happened. Anyway, to to tell you how that all ended up, he talked to, no, Jennifer, we called, we called him and he didn't answer and Jennifer, I think left a voicemail. I can't remember what happened. Anyway, and then he called back, but Jennifer wasn't there, and no. And so I answered, and I said, and I was like, he said, "Is Jordan there?" And I was like, "Uh, this is Jordan." And I, he, <laughs> and obviously, I mean, I have a low voice. And he was like, "Are you kidding me?" And I was like, "No, this is Jordan." And then anyway, and then never heard from him again. It was fine, whatever. But he sounded sexy, from what I remember. Anyway, so... But I think that's where it kind of, like... I still think about that every once in a while. I'm like, I wonder what happened to him. He's probably, like, a mormon He like... He's probably a dad bod and, like, has, like, ten kids. And anyway, that's me just judging. I have no idea if he who he even was, really. I can't even remember... I just remember, like, ooh, he looks like Tom Cruise. Like, I was picturing, like, Top Gun Tom Cruise, you know, that kind of thing. Anyway. And then, um... Let's see. What else? So uh, I also mentioned on the Not Somali Mormon podcast that I had a stalker-ish. That kind of happened when I was in uh, junior and senior year, all through college, and then up to Utah State, and up till when I left on my mission. Um, I'll get into, let's see. Um, So I was, let's see, I don't really want to tell you everything about my life. Like in the, like one fell blow, because then I won't have a podcast. (laughs) So, um, but she was like, she would um, do all this. Like she would call me right when I got home. Um, We went to different schools, but like they were really close together schools. And so she, anyway, I think at the time I was like, how does she know I'm home? And then I realized like, now thinking about it like she probably just just got home and so she's like he's probably home like she probably didn't really know anyway that's just me being um a mister like ew don't talk to me you know kind of thing <laughs> i have no idea um so my friend brooke she's the one that started calling me peter priesthood because i was a very peter Priested guy especially in high school like I really got into it, like, graduated from seminary, I would, um, I would tell people I was preparing for a mission, and I'd get all excited about it, um, and then, uh, let's see, then I I graduated when I was 17, and then I went to, um, Utah State for a year before my, so, because I had a year, and then 9-11 happened, um, that gives you my, you know, I already told you my age, I'm 37, I'll actually be 38 next week and actually by the time this, no, uh, this will post probably on my birthday actually on the Wednesday. Anyway, so if it does happy birthday to me, right? Um, I will be 38 next week. So that's kind of weird to me, but it's cool. Um, I, uh, at Utah State I went to Institute. Um, I did kind of talk about that on the Molly Mormon episodes. Um, they were very much geared towards people who were returned missionaries and getting ready for marriage, you know, that kind of thing. So any, everything in the ward, I remember it was more geared towards like you're back from your mission and you need to get married, that kind of thing. Like I was, I was, I always felt young and very like not ready for what they were talking about, you know? And I, um, so thinking, okay, this is a little tangent. So, you know, uh, what's his name? Why can't I think of his name right now? God damn it. Um, the football player. There's a... Hmm, Colton Underwood, the bachelor guy. So there's a football player, Carl Nassib, and then Colton Underwood. They both came out just recently. Colton Underwood used to be an NFL player, and Carl Nassib is an active NFL player. So Colton Underwood got under fire because he, um, he had stalked his ex you know and he was very like um very toxic towards his ex because and um he has later come out and said it's because i didn't want to be gay i didn't want like this was my last chance and um i res- that resonates with me because of um this little story that i'm going to tell you the so Institute had a like a a welcome a fall semester welcome back to school dance Um, right it was my first thing and um, I went with my neighbor who is still one of my best friends um, and we I met this girl named Haley and I was like absolutely infatuated you know I was just which is funny to think about now but I'm just like uh, like uh, but it got really, I found out that she was in, so there was the guy's dorm, there was the towers that I, li- that I stayed in, and then there was the girl's dorm right next to it. And then um, I found out where she, this is really bad, like, I'm not proud of this. I found out where she lived, like, which dorm she was in, I found out all this information. I even went to her dorm and just showed up like a creep. I've been a creep, you know, like, and I'm I will own up to it now. Like, I was a total... Like, I think back on it like, cringe. Like, I'm just like, what was I thinking? Like, why was... Did I think that that was, like, romantic? Like, was I going to be, like, sweep her off her feet? Like, what was I... What was my intentions with that anyway? So, just, like... um, But I think a part of me was just, like, if I can't... Like, she would be the girl that I could get, you know, that I could... That I would want because I know I could... I'm, like, at least attracted enough to, like, do something, you know, to, like that it would be, like... I don't know. I Not that I wanted to have sex with her. Like, it was just, like, I wanted to... I was, like, well, she's attractive. Like, she's kind of the ideal girl. Like, I could... Instead of, like, looking at my neighbors, who were gorgeous... Oh, not the neighbor that became my best friend. He was cute. But, like, the neighbors down the other way... Ooh, gorgeous. Two of them, actually. Anyway. Um they two two separate like sets of roommates that were like just beautiful, and we had like shared bathrooms. And I always got really nervous whenever they would come in because I was like, God, they're and because they would come in like just boxers, and I'm like, Ugh, Why are you doing this to me? But then I also didn't really know what was going on with me. Even at like 17, 18 years old, I was just like, I don't know, like. I know, like, I am attracted to that, but I'm like, don't do it. You know, like, I was always just like, don't, don't think about it. Like, and it was always kind of like my little secret. Like, I didn't really like, I didn't indulge in it, but I also just, did, like, I kind of kept it to myself, obviously, but I was just kind of like, I push it away. I didn't really think much of it, you know? And then, um, but it also tortured me a lot. So it's kind of this weird, like, I don't know what to do with this feeling, you know? Um, and then... Anyway, so Haley, I ended up like kind of stalking her for a while. I'm not really proud of that. Um, but then I read about Colton Underwood, and I'm like, that's probably what I was thinking. Is that it was just kind of like, it was wasn't that it was my last chance. It was just kind of like, this is if I can't with her, like if this isn't gonna work, like if if I can't make something happen with her, then then there is something wrong, you know, like that kind of thing. And so. Um, but then I also had this mindset of like, well, I'm about to go on a mission. So really I don't need to worry about this. You know, I don't need to worry about, and plus anyway, so after that I went on my mission I went to the grand exotic land of Tampa, Florida. <laughs> um, it was a good, good time. There's some stories I can, I'm going to tell you all about on my podcast, but um, I will wait for another time. Uh, it was two years of, and uh, preaching about Jesus, I did talk about it a little bit on my, um, on the Not So Molly Mormon podcast. Um, what else? I, um, also, I did masturbate on my mission. Apparently, that's not a like abnormal thing at the time. I thought I was like going to hell because of it, but I've heard plenty of stories since then. Um, and then, when I got back, I wanted to get married. Like I got really like kind of like into that focus of, Hey, let me get married. So, um, cause that's what they make you think. Cause it's just, like, that's your next step. You need to go get, get married. And so I, um, what I did was I, uh, I went to BYU, Idaho, and then, um, I was, <laughs> it was just kind of, it's whatever, you know, like I, uh, I went on dates, I um, I lived with my parents because they lived like 20 minutes from the school. I lived with them my first semester, but then I realized, oh, I can't have a social life if I'm living with my parents, like, because cause I would literally tell people that I don't live, like, I live in rugby, and, which is like, not even that far away, and they would t- immediately like, shut off, like, they'd be like, oh, well, that's too far away, I'm like, ugh. So, the social life really was much better once I lived up there, but... As, as good a social life as you can have in BYU Idaho. Um, I had really great roommates. Um, my best friend from high school, Mike, was one of my roommates. Um, we had a really good. Um, they were. It was a really good set of roommates. Probably the best set I've ever had. And there were six of us, and we all got along really great. Like, um, I would and i can remember coming i worked at walmart and so there were times i would come home after curfew and i got in trouble sometimes and i was like dude i have a job like you gotta back the fuck off um so i worked at walmart and then i uh while i was going to school and then i went from walmart to deseret book finished that was like after like right right when i graduated and then, um, but during, I can get more into like my, my BYU, BYU, Idaho days. That'll be kind of fun to talk about. Um, the, let's see, there was, I did talk about my first took up it on the Molly Mormon podcast. So I won't really talk about that. I was, it was two hours away. I snuck out of my parents' house. I decided to, um, just go try it. You know, and so I went and tried it. It was all right. I did hook up with him a few times. I wouldn't take off my gar—well, I took off my garments, but I wouldn't—I didn't change out of my garments. You know, like I didn't put on other underwear. I didn't have other underwear to wear for one. So I was just like, well, I'm not gonna. And I didn't feel like I'm gonna take these off and you know, like. So he can't see them, you know, I didn't... I was just like, I'm just gonna go in these, like, whatever. And he saw them, and I... I know he was, like, kind of like, what the fuck, you know? And then, uh... But I wouldn't have a beer. Didn't have a beer with him. He offered me a beer, and I was like, no, I'm good. Even though I was probably... I guarantee I was, like, a little nervous wreck. Um, but you know, like, your first time, you kind of, like... He wasn't even that attractive, like... Let's be honest, he wasn't... I mean... I don't know if if I were to see him now, I'd be like, oh, God, what were you thinking? But really, like, I don't know, small town, Idaho, what can you do? So, um, it's still that way up there, by the way. Like, it's not, like, it's getting better, I think. But, like, it's hard to, you can't, it's hard to be gay up there. Like, there's not very much of a gay community. There's not very much, like, the gays that are there are pretty, like, to themselves. So, um anyway, um, let's see. I worked at Desert Book. That's another big <laughs> funny thing. That's how I know Carly from my, uh, and another co-host that may, um, may join us at some point. Um, I met her on the, at Deseret Book also. So, um, some interesting shit, but, um, anyway, so I guess, real quick, I guess I can kind of wrap... Well, let me just talk about a little bit how I like left the church. Because it's kind of a big I don't know, big story. And I'll, I don't know if I... Hmm, I'm trying to think if I should go into this too much. I don't know. Anyway, I guess whatever. I can always refer back to it. There's plenty of stories that go along with this. I'll just give you kind of the rundown. Um, so, when I was working a desert book um i started my job and then my sister passed away and i can the story is more in detail on that not so molly mormon podcast episode um i know i keep referring to that so if you haven't listened to it you gotta go listen to it basically so um if you really are curious there's two parts by the way two hours long this will not be two hours long i promise um i don't think i could talk that long like like this (laughs) actually i probably could but like you'd probably get tired of it. So, um, I, it was right when I first started working at Desert Book. And so, um, and I was still going to BYU, Idaho. Um, but I, and I had been fighting, you know, like fighting these, these gay feelings for a long time. I had been watching porn every once, you know, and I was, I'd have like my good you know, quote-unquote good times where I wasn't watching porn and I wasn't masturbating. I wasn't, you know, doing the good things or whatever. But I, like, I would always... Um, I think Grinder was starting to come out at that time. And I would... So I'd get on Grindr um, and I would talk to guys, but then I would go to school and to work, and, you know, and it would be all, like, churchy and whatever. Um, and I still, like... The bishops would ask me stuff this is another thing about the priesthood so like as a guy in the church you can you can even confess and they probably wouldn't do shit to you honestly as we've discovered with carly's thing but carly's experience but um but i was so terrified of telling them my what was going on with me of being gay and of like that i was jacking off and like all this stuff like I'm so terrified that I never even, I would, I never confessed to it, you know? And I never, cause, and also I was just like, I don't think it's their, their business. Like it's between me and God, you know? And so um, if God really you know cares this much about it, then like, why am I like, I would kind of go back and forth on that though. Like I would get the guilt feelings, overly guilty feelings. And I would go be like, I'm going to go read my scriptures. And I would do it like kind of in this, like um, the cycle of like, Hey, I'm gonna read my scriptures and do really well, and then I would do that for like a few weeks, maybe if I was lucky, and then I would re- slowly, you know, s- stop doing all the good stuff, and then I would end up I would jack off, and I would, you know, and I they would put me into this other cycle of porn and blah blah blah, you know, like I would just, and then I would feel guilty, and then I would go back to the cycle, you know, it's just this constant repetition of like doing doing what the church wanted me to do versus, and then what I wanted to do, what my body wanted me to do and my mind and my, you know, everything. Um, and so, uh, when my sister passed away, it was, there was a lot of grief, obviously. Um, that first year after she passed away, I was, it was probably the darkest of my life. Um, even to to this day, even though I've been through some shit since then, but it's like that has been the most pivotal moment of my life because it changed everything about what my, the course of my life, it changed everything. Um, I, I don't know, if listeners, if you've lost a sibling or, you know, a parent or something, you can relate. Um, if you can't, like, that's, fine like i don't want anybody to ever go through that but everybody death is something that we're all going to go through like we're gonna have to say goodbye to our loved ones i have since become very um aware of like my grief cycles and like how they how it affects me and also like other people like i've been able to help other people through their grief because of my experience so um if you are experiencing grief or you have experienced grief and you want to talk about it, we can totally chat about it. Um, it always helps to talk about it, even if it's hard. Um, I uh, Let's see, so because of my grief um, after that year, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't continue juggling my, my secret gay life. And church and this grief that I'm suddenly carrying that's so heavy, you know. And so I um I ended up that's when it kinda just started like coming out of me, you know, I just like I started um not really caring. Like I, was, I started exploring it more and I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna like and I think in my mind I knew that eventually I was gonna come out at that point, because I was just like, I gotta I gotta I gotta just let this out, you know, like I can't hold this on my own. And so, um, I was dating, I ended up like dating this guy. Um, we were supposed to help each other. Um, he was also a BYU-Idaho student. He's now out and proud and has a partner in Utah and I'm very happy for him. Um, but at the time we were both very like, I don't know, I was a little more like, yeah, we can help each other. Like, I don't, yeah, that sounds good. Whatever. Like we can, you know, I think I was a little hopeful still when I was dating him though, that we could like, that I could eventually find a wife, you know, and go to the temple and do all the Mormon things. And, um, this was after my sister had passed away, but it was still just like, um, yeah, it was very like, I don't I I don't even know how to explain it. But like I, even, I eventually told him like, hey, we're dating and he was like, No, we're not. And I was like, hey, we hang out every fucking day. So what do you think? You helped me hang out my Christmas lights for my family. You help you've um we go out all the time, we go like we have sex all the time, like like this if this isn't a relationship, I don't know what it is, you know? And so he got mad at me and then we didn't talk for years later, you know, and then um that's how bad it was, though. Like, that's how bad it was for both of us to say, I'm like, to accept it, you know? And so, like, for him, it was bad enough that he didn't want to talk to me anymore. And then, um, for me, it was bad enough that because he didn't want to, want to go on with me, I didn't talk to him anymore. So, it was either one or the other. It became a very fork in the road. Um, and then... On that note, there's a little more to it with Mike, my best friend from high school. Um, He, I think I mentioned this in the Not So Molly Mormon podcast, Um, but I'm going to go into more detail with it because there's a lot, that was another pivotal thing that kind of happened right around that same time. Um, He had been, I found out that he was gay, but then he was, and he was also dating He's dating his wife, his now wife, and a guy at the same time, and then um, he told them both that he wanted to run away and marry both of them. He ended up marrying the woman um, out of fear, but um, I'll get more into, like, how that all happened, but, um... and then I joined the military um, because I was, let's see, I jumped ahead too much. So I met my friend Kira. She was um, at a singles branch. Um, and she and I clicked it automatically. I think our first interaction was at the temple. I think I mentioned that at the, on the other podcast was that, um, she, I said something sarcastic and she's like sarcasm in the temple. And, uh, it was kind of like, uh, right off the bat, we were, we were good friends. And, um, I remember we went to like the Halloween party for the, for the, for the was it a ward? I don't remember. It was a branch. Um, and we, uh, she had dressed like a housewife with a knife and like a butcher knife, whatever, that was like bloody and stuff. And then I, I don't remember what I dressed up as. I don't know if I even dressed up. But we also went to another Halloween. No, that was, yeah, we went to an, another Halloween party. Was that when I, I dressed up as a leprechaun, which is very, very me. Um, But people were like, it's the wrong holiday. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Um, So, and then we also went to a New Year's Eve party. We were kind of like those like, oh, it's cool to be like rebels, you know, Mormons type of thing at this time. Because we would go to like church activities, but then we would go like drink at all these other things. You know, we would go out dancing and we would go drinking. Um, And I finally, so we had there was me and then her and two other girls, two other women that were, um, we were all friends and um, Whitney was one of the girls and she had a huge crush on me and I told her that I was gay Um, and she was very upset. She hasn't talked to me since. And then, um, but then I told Kira that I was gay. Like I remember texting her and I said, Hey, I have something to tell you I'm gay. And then we, she was like, come on over. We're going to go for a, a drive. And so I went and picked her up. I had taken her on dates. Like we would have gone on group dates and stuff. And, um, like they were trying to set us up kind of thing. And she was, I don't know. Anyway. So obviously that didn't work out, <laughs> but, uh, we, Let's see. I took her sledding for the first time. She was from Vegas, so she had never really been in the snow, kind of, you know, doing stuff like that. So she, I took her sledding for the first time, so that was fun. Um, We did, like, a random uh, treasure hunt thing, very Mormon activity um, on another date uh anyway so we went for a ride I told her that I was gay we came like I we talked all about that and she's like well I'm not wearing my garments anymore because she and that's when she kind of came out to me that she was like not doing the church thing anymore so and then I was like well I don't like the church anymore either and so um and I was like I haven't really been wearing my garments as much either which is kind of a weird thing about, I changed my underwear you know and that's that's my signal that I'm not going to church anymore you know I don't know um, but it, in the Mormon church it is pretty huge. If you stop wearing your garments, it's kind of a big deal. So um I did I DJed for my friend um and her like homeschool um group. They um and her I can remember like I wasn't wearing garments at the at the when I was DJing and I leaned over and her mom, my friend's mom, saw it and she was like, What are you wearing? And she anyway um and anyway so the reason i brought that up is kira and i kind of joined the military at the same time not kind of we did she started talking she started looking at the air force and i was talking to her and i was like well i'm kind of at a dead end in my life let me look into this a little more you know like i had just graduated with an english degree but i was working at retail with Deseret book, like nothing. I was living with my parents. I was almost 30. Like, I was like, I got to figure something out. And so, um, I looked into it more and I was like, I'm going to like, at least talk to the recruiter. So we went to talk talk to the air force recruiters and then, um, they were not in the office. And then down the hall was the Navy recruiters. And for me, it was either air force or Navy. I didn't want to even think about army or Marines, you know, although, Right out of high school, I almost joined the Marines, which I would have been in 9-11. So, I guess, I don't know. I'm wondering, I tend to wonder, like, if I had joined the Marines out of high school, if I had, I probably would have been sent to the to the front lines or whatever, because I probably wouldn't have gotten a good, you know, MOS with the Marines. I probably would have been infantry or something, and so I'd be out there, you know, and then I'd probably be dead, you know. I probably wouldn't be here talking to you right now, so... It's just interesting how life life changes and our decisions impact us. But um, I, uh, especially looking back, you're like, oh shit, I could have uh, probably could have died. I have several of those stories, though. Like probably could have died. Um, that could probably be a whole other episode. Um, I let's see. So um, I'm almost at an hour, so I'm probably gonna cut this up. Like I am almost done. If you're if you're with me still, thank you. You're awesome. If you you know whatever. Um. Anyway, so we um we joined the military. She joined the Air Force, and then was gone to boot camp and all that stuff a year before I even I even left for boot camp because of stuff that happened with my. So I, when I went to M E P S i i had in my mind that i was going to do crypto tech you know because my cousin who was in in the navy told me go crypto that's that's the good way to go and so i had in my mind i was going to do that and then i go you when you go to maps you go through all this like go you, you have to strip down to your underwear and do a duck walk and do all these other like ridiculous things so they can see how your muscles and your bones or whatever if you've if you function right, I don't know what they're looking at. You also bend over for an old man and he looks at your asshole, like legit looks at your asshole. I don't know why (laughs) anyway. um, And then, I mean, there's other things. There's like vision tests, there's hearing tests, there's all, you go through this whole day and it's really exhausting. And at the end you go to this liaison and he's, he's like, he tells you all the jobs that are available. And, he asks you, they go through your record and then they, they also ask you what drugs you've taken all this other bullshit. like they go into everything. And I remember being asked about drugs and I was like, they were like, he was listing all these things. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. And he, he looked at me like, this isn't a joke. And I was like, but I wanted to, I wanted to tell him that I, um, that I had, uh, sorry, my phone's ringing. Um, that's not good because (laughs) I can let them, I can just, anyway, um, anyway, so I was (laughs) at MEPS and then they told me, um, he talked me into doing air crew and I was like all excited about it. And then I, um, so I got home and I was like, I'm doing air crew. Cause like, some some badass shit that they were doing, and I low key wish that I had done it, but um, because I probably would have fit in a little better there, but I probably would have been like a little more in uh, dangerous situations, you know, and like also like unsafe environments where people were very homophobic, you know, like the a little more masculine sides where crypto is more like on the nerdy side, so it was a little like probably more on my level, but I probably would have enjoyed Aircrew a little more. I probably anyway, crypto was okay, it was, like, it's naval intelligence, it's really good, I learned a lot, it was a very hard, um, very hard rate, um, I worked my ass off, especially in tech school, a school where I was, like, um... I was the top of my class, which I took very much pride in. That the only people that were ahead of me, top of my Navy class, there were two Marine guys that were uh, above me, and I ended up getting in between both of them. And one of the one that was below me got um, he was very upset that I got above him. But then by the end, they both got a higher grade than I did because I fucked up the final, anyway. Um, where am I going with that? So I joined the military, and then that's when I started being out and proud. And then I also was like, um, "Fuck the church! Like, I'm not gonna like do anything with the church. This is my time to get away from them. Like, I don't have to be in Idaho with my family." And like, I would go on drives for three hours, and just just so that my parents would think that I was at church, but I wouldn't be going to church. I would just be going driving around. I would park for a little bit. I would like um and I would just listen to music. Um I was just chilling there. And then um yeah, so that's kind of uh that brings us to kind of today. So I um I did mention I don't know if I I really can't remember what I talked about on that episodes um, cuz there was a lot, I mean 2 hours worth. So if I repeat myself then, you know, I'm sorry, but um I started a gay straight alliance on my on my ship and um when I was at a school in Pensacola there were senior missionaries that tried to find me and um they tried to like they would take like caravans of not even caravans like a van full of people from the base and take them to the to church every Sunday and I saw them once and I was like I just kind of gave them like a wave because they waved at me and I was like "Eh." and I just kept walking like I didn't want to even engaged with them and so I think they took it a hint because they never talked to me again and then um I when I was at my when I was at my um I just got a message from somebody a prospective co-host who I'm very excited about sorry um but he said he will get back with me so um Hopefully we can record soon. Um, that one's a very exciting one that I hope will work out. If it doesn't work out within the next few weeks, I'm sure I can get him in a, in a bit. You know, he's already said that he would be willing to do it. So it's just a matter of scheduling it now. So um, anyway, so I was out in Proud in Pensacola. It was cool. I got to go to a gay bar and I would... Um, like they had the one gay bar, Emerald City, in Pensacola that I always went to. It was funny because we had to ask permission for our weekend liberty, and so I and it would li- you had to list where you were going, and I was the only one that always always put Emerald City always. Well, I wasn't the only one, but I was like that was my place to go, and so um, it was also the first time that I was like telling people that I was gay. You know, like I was telling like like this one kid asked me, "Are you gay?" and I said, "Yes." Like but he took so long to ask because he was weird he was felt weird about even asking me. Anyway. And it was um and then let's see, and then I went to San Diego and then but well, between that, between tech school and I'm gonna tell my coming out story, that's a whole other thing. Um that's when I came out to my parents and then I went to San Diego and then I flew out to my on deployment. That's when I started up the Gay Straight Alliance and then um, came back to San Diego and that's where I started living my whole life in San Diego. I was very much a hoe, a hot mess, you know, it was kind of fun, I was drunk a lot, I was having sex a lot, it was great, I have really great memories there, um, I have really shitty memories there too, but I think most of it, I was, it was a good, good time. Um, even being on the ship and being in the Navy, it was shitty at times, but it was fun. It was a good time. I met some really great people. Um, I, let's see, I'm almost in an hour, so I'm probably going to cut it off soon. Uh, thank you for making it this far. You guys were awesome. Um, I don't really want to tell anymore because there's a lot of, like that's just kind of like an overview of like what's happened with my life, you know? And so that brings me to this point. I actually ended up, I live in Colorado. Um, I got stationed here and then I, um, ended up staying here after I got out. I've been out of the military for two almost two years now, which is kind of weird to think about, but I'm glad I missed the COVID military times because I would have been on a ship stuck for probably six to nine months on a ship. I have friends that were supposed to do like two week underways and they ended up, being on the ship for nine months so just because of covid so um anyway thank you for coming um and listening i um you can email me at not so Peter at gmail.com i would love to hear about from you um if you have if you want to tell me your experience i will read those on on the podcast um that's again that's not so Peter at gmail.com um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's also not so Peter Priesthood. Um You can f- uh, listen on Apple Podcast. Um, I'm trying to get it in on other domains. I'm trying. I'm trying to get it so that it posts every Wednesday. Um, it is still a learning curve for me, so I'm trying to figure that out how the best way to do that is. So. Um, I've been told to use the RSS feed, so I'm going to do that instead of, I signed up for, anyway, whatever. The more details than you need to know. Also, on a side note, I went meant to do this at the top, um, I wanted to give a shout out to Todd from Atlanta, who was an Apple support, he was an Apple support, um, and he helped me even get this far, so... Thank you, Todd. I hope he did say he was going to listen. So, um, I probably should put this at the first so he doesn't have to listen to an hour for his thank you. So, but thank you, Todd. You're amazing. It was a really great conversation. Um, he talked about his ministry and he was very interested in learning more about the, about how the church is and how it is when you leave the church. So, um, If you're listening, keep listening, Todd, and I will try and answer questions for you. Um, You can always hit me up on Instagram as well. I am always a chatty Cathy on there. I'm usually pretty regular on there. Um, Anyway, uh, hope you have a good day. Talk to you later.